0: we're back that's this is a new wrong. episode this doesn't <laughs> go there hi welcome to the morbid and mundane episode 32 you're getting so good at that i know i remembered like two episodes in a row now i think it's three really <laughs> Holy, oh my god <laughs> i'm on my all my stuff you're on the fucking streak bro but so someone clip that someone clip that Dude, we were talking uh, before we started recording, we were being nerds again. You know, I was thinking, because, you know, I, can, I consume, I talk so much. Anyway, I consume a lot of true crime podcasts. Yes. And most of their chit-chat in the beginning is, like, their lives, interactions, like, with their spouses. Well, and we don't have lives. Babies and dogs and things like that. And we're like, so I just finished a new D&D session? Like, we, I think we're just nerds with a weird, like, for nerds, I think true crime is a weird interest. We've picked a weird niche. Yeah. But, like, we're nerds in other regards, is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. we're just nerdy kids. Correct. We always have it. We're the, we're the, we were talking about this a little while ago. If you think of the definition of cringe, hi, it is me. Hello. <laughs> um, but I think we're, we're nerds with a weird nerd interest like yeah like this is like your we've talked about it before all the other podcasts are like middle-aged white women
1: so, like, have we are families. white women
0: we are that but i think we have like this weird internet perspective yeah is what we've talked about like we pull in a weird weird side of it all because we grew up on the internet exclusively i think we've also said it before that our brand of horror is internet culture like, when you listen to other true crime and paranormal podcasts, they don't talk about SCPs. Yeah, I think we pull like, in a, uh, we, a weird aspect of it because we're nerds. But, like, we pull in the 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 more modern, like, creepypastas and stuff. Yeah. Because I remember listening to an And That's Why We Drink episode where they were talking about the Russian sleep experiment. Yeah. And they had to, like, really explain the concept of creepypasta. And I was like, I get it like fast forward I understand <laughs> but it's like most people don't Yeah, I think that's like what we know think is common knowledge is just not No, yeah. where we it's, I don't know. It's just a weird not everyone grew up fascinated by creepy True. Which if you ask me is the only way to be be raised. Correct. We had too a much loud- free reign over the internet. <laughs> a little. A little. We we could kind of go anywhere we wanted, and we definitely hey, went the creepy way. I wasn't kidnapped though. I was not kidnapped. I was not murdered. Correct. I had a Tumblr, but I <laughs> wasn't active on it. I did have a Tumblr, also not active on it. Yeah, I wasn't a. I have friends who are. I'm not gonna say their names because that's putting people on blast. <laughs> yeah, just but I have them. friends who like were like moderately famous on Tumblr. Yeah, I know. I like real life like, friends i know people that like blew up on tumblr mm-hmm. and like still have a, a following and they like check up on it every now and then which still... is still crazy which yeah that's insane like dormant blogs but still getting new followers and stuff weird or even still active internet culture is so fucking whack <laughs> so whack i think we spent like most of this morning talking about that yeah and how the trekkies are the root of everything the root of all evil no one might say no (laughs) trekkies invented nerd culture the root of all evil it is the trekkies (laughs) nerd culture is evil we owe everything we have we owe our livelihoods to the trekkies i fucking hate star trek i haven't watched star trek i'm not a trekkie star trek and star wars you're wrong for that one see i just can't get into it there's too much you can't hate it though you have to no i can you have to appreciate no the nerdiness they bring into the world the only thing i've ever appreciated about star wars are when because like my favorite thing ever in just any fandom overarching is like not true replicas of like i have the the transfiguration today on my wall like paper replicas Mm -hmm. of like minor details is my favorite thing and i saw someone do star wars ones that were like menus or something and i was like that's cool i i have the cards they're a weird shape Mm -hmm. it's a deck of playing cards which is so cool like they they have weird stuff that you can like really niche yeah stuff that is made and that's super fun that i'm I'm not huge into star wars but i do watch the movies a lot you also cosplayed i did cosplay ray it was one of my 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 peak cosplays i think it was very good it was very fun I got to fight a lot of people that year because the movie had the first one of the new trilogy Mm -hmm. had just come out. So a lot of people were doing Star Wars. Uh, Yeah. The Comic-Con we go to or went to in the past. I haven't gone in like four or five years now, which is crazy. We should. We went for a couple years, like four years in a row. Yeah. And it, it feels so like, like everyone says, it feels like yesterday. Yeah. That we were doing all that. But I haven't gone in like five years now because robotics always fell on that same day. The robotics release yeah. would be on the same weekend as the Comic Con. They know, and it was so aggravated. How can you how can you plan a nerd event <laughs> the same week as a nerd event? <laughs> that shouldn't be allowed. I wanted to go to both. <laughs> we should go this year, though. I I definitely as I would go. Homestuck. Is not Mechacon not happening anymore?
1: Wasn't this the last year?
0: I don't know. Okay. Mechacon's in August, though. I know, but I think something happened, like, they sold the rights or something. Maybe. like, Or the person who owned the building doesn't own it anymore, and the new owner won't let it happen. Yeah. Something, I, 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 maybe I dreamed it, but I don't, I was so sad when I, like, heard about it, though, because I was like, I never got to go. I liked MechaCon more than I liked actual Comic-Con, because it was so much, like, smaller, and it was, like, I don't know, it was a lot more about, like, the costumes and stuff, and the panels were so fun. But, but i think i think um, we, we didn't all, we also didn't go to panels when we went to comic-con we just walked around yeah i think we, we really missed out on that, that we also aspect of did it did not get to go to the homestuck meetup i know during it's like like good days i wanted to be in one of those youtube video compilations so bad yeah in the background though like yeah. not the main character yeah. but like in the circle who was playing spin the bottle and yeah. like never even got the bottle pointed at them no but like I, in the background that way i knew nobody else now <laughs> nobody else <know. laughs> nobody could trace it i back. suppose <laughs> this is a good thing that we weren't chronicled on the internet forever as yeah. being homestuckers i guess that is well, i mean we're putting it out right now oh no yeah we are but that's different it this is fond memories yes yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we, we really missed out on the paneling like you said and I really want to get into that. Yeah. But my issue with the Comic-Con we go to, I don't want to give the name. No. Actually, it travels all over. So well, I mean you could. know We go to Wizard World. We go to Wizard World. It, I think that it goes to a lot of states. Yeah. We're not going to give you which state. Actually, you know which state. We live in Louisiana. We do live in Louisiana. It, we go to Wizard World New Orleans. Okay. We, we don't I... live in New Orleans, though. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. We aren't. We don't live in New Orleans. Um, but we do travel to go to that Comic-Con. Yeah. Wizard World um and it got it caught a lot of flack a couple years ago because it kind of is like a sellout comic-con i don't want to slander the name how the fuck does comic-con sell out but like <laughs> it it was weird it was like bashing some of the not bashing but it was very exclusive mm-hmm. uh to who could have a panel there Uh-oh. and that's why like MechaCon got really popular because like content creators could hold a yeah. panel and like it was very all anyone could do anything as long as like you bought the panel yeah, yeah. room. But but uh Wizard World was very competitive and very exclusive. Yeah. And was kind of like shutting down smaller creators. So for a while it was boycotted Damn. by people in the area. But I mean I guess it makes sense because when I when I think of Wizard World, I think of like like they the year one of the years we went they like Tom Hiddleston was there. Yeah. Like they it was a big name actors who you were supposed to stand in line for three hours to get their autograph for it was very like what's the word mainstream yeah it was mainstreamed and i think a lot of people had an issue with that because you wouldn't have panels of like cosplay content creators yeah like the small groups Every not small they definitely had huge followings but the they're nothing like tom hiddleston following yeah. you know but it's these people who online content yeah was kind of pushed to the side for the mainstream like movie nerd content. But it's, for like the for like they had Guardians of the Galaxy actors there one yeah. year. It was very much. But also that Comic Con is very like. It is mainstream because it's not exclusively anime or exclusively video games or exclusively superheroes. It's literally everything, and the things that are gonna gain the most at- attention and like pull in the most money are gonna be. The Marvel movies. Bros. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of people had an issue. Like there was I don't know if it was a certain group was pushed out or something, mm-hmm. but for sure it was boycotted for like two years. But I think stuff got rearranged and made See, it better. I liked MechaCon because I got to meet I got to meet Twin Fools and Nova. And then I got to meet Caleb Hiles. Obsessed. But it's like they're so small. Like I, I got to talk to Caleb Hiles for thirty minutes. And I, I think I think also it's more regional. Like the yeah. world we just said goes all over yeah so it has to be a little more like what the, like chain restaurant ish like it's gonna be mm-hmm. not the more niche stuff but like MechaCon was was this areas and like how you have dragon con which is huge but i'm pretty sure it only happens in that one area yeah i don't know and it, it's famous like the parades that happen at dragon con hmm. um or i forget what it's called it's dragon world dragon con something right Never got to go, so I, I didn't fascinate too much on it because I said I couldn't go. <laughs> but it, it it's a little bit more regional, so it kind of has to house everything. Yeah. Whereas one that moves around a lot has to have the very specifics that some everyone in every area is going to be really into. Right. Um. So, I really want to go to to like different comic cons because apparently this is a weird experience for a comic con, hmm. and I never got to go to like Meccan. So this has literally been my only. I've gone to Wizard <gasps> World four times, but. Right. Same. Was Wizard World four times, MechaCon twice. But speaking of weird and niche, this is just weird and niche. Like this is, like I said a minute ago, it's like most people don't <laughs> want to go to Comic Con. No, literally. But hopefully, hopefully our people are okay with our weird <laughs> niche conversations before we start talking about different weird niche content. I think that's if you're sticking around, they know. Hopefully. They know. To different niches, we cover all the bases here we We've covered a lot, I feel like I think we cover a solid seventy percent of our bases. seventy percent a solid seventy percent like we we cover the nerd shit and then we cover the the true crime shit. We're real not- life we have real life conversation too because we're college kids. I feel like we, we 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 touch on the like life aspect of. Housing, <laughs> financial aid, struggling emotionally, <laughs> physically, and mentally. Never having enough time to do anything, but never having enough having money. Way too much. Never enough money. Ever. You could be rich, but never enough money for for college. Correct. I did my financial aid paperwork the other day. I'm doing my FAFSA when we come back for Thanksgiving just we'll have a little bit of break from schoolwork. <gasps> Um, I meant to do it when it first came out on October first, right? But I did not. This financial aid year is gonna be my first one without tops, so that's gonna be interesting. Ooh, yeah, that is. Well, it's it's gonna be my only one without tops. But my tops award is not that much. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it, I mean, it is like I don't I don't pay for school, mm-hmm. but it's mostly my grants. So hopefully, I'm not gonna be too broke. Yeah, yeah, but we'll find out on next week's episode of total drama island side note um you should play cats making soup (laughs) the game on your phone it's it's an idle game the cats make soup (laughs) anyway should we start yeah i think i think we're at a good mark okay you have to guess i have to guess yes what's your category other other don't look at my ipad you fucking cheat in what world can I see your <laughs> iPad screen? With don't the look angle- at it. <laughs> it's angled away from me. I could not look at it if I wanted to. Don't look at it. I'd have to get up and move around your chair okay. to look at it. I don't want to give you any other hints. <laughs> it's an other? We had this conversation last time you did an other. You can't tell me it's an other? Now guess. I have nothing. Okay, fine, 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 fine. But if I give you like a subcategory of other, you're going to get it very fast. I might not, though. I'm kind of dumb and apparently awful at guessing things. You got you got a few. Episode 32. <laughs> and I've gotten like two maybe. <laughs> I think it was one and a half. And Ellis Island. <laughs> <And> Ellis Island. <laughs> um okay, 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 okay. It is very old, very old. Okay, it's not a ghost story, it's not a true crime, got but it. it's a very old folkloric urban legend kind of thing very mainstream very mainstream folklore very mainstream folklore huh huh like i don't even know what like kind of media i should be rummaging through in my head it's mainstream enough that it's been referenced everywhere like there was a scooby-doo episode with it scooby-doo episode there was what's an um But that's the best one I can think of. Is it the Yeti? No, but close. Bigfoot? No. Stick that vein, though. Sasquatch? No. Okay. (laughs) Get away from the mountain men. You said stick that vein. (laughs) That's the vein. (laughs) (laughs) What other vein? (laughs) Okay, keep guessing. (laughs) (laughs) The abominable (laughs) snowman. (laughs) That's the Yeti. (laughs) they're different <laughs> oh, no um okay what what's in the vein the- so vibes are very similar okay so it's very like like okay scooby-doo what else was in scooby-doo that's kind so of like much. the getty <laughs> yeah I, I feel like scooby-doo is a bad thing to rummage through my head <laughs> what like what i've seen this recently is this like a tiktok No. no 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 okay so it, it's, it's just, old. Like, it's kind of like an, something everyone knows about, yes. but not everyone. Popular. Everyone knows about it. And okay. if you don't, you've been living under a rock. I <gasps> hope I haven't been living under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I can get it. What's like the Yeti? Um, What's like the Yeti? The that song. vein. That vein. Not mountain men. Not mountain men, but like folklore. Yeah. <sighs> but that's still so. Very similar to like Bigfoot. Like that kind of vibe. Nessie. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Got it. Yeah, I'm doing the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Fun. I thought it would be. Um, truly, I just didn't have an idea for another.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> That's okay. I was like,
0: oh, I could do a cryptid. And I was like, no, I fucking can't. Like, I can't do, like, the Chupacabra. Like, <laughs> I was like, what's kind of like that? The Loch Ness Monster. But yeah, um, so, are you familiar with the Loch Ness Monster? No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard of him. the podcast. I've heard of him. I've heard of him. It's a her. Her. Nessie, sorry, excuse me. Um, the reason I picked this, side note, um, hold on, I'm moving the mic. Better. You okay. just rearranged the whole desk. The reason I picked this was because, you know, Melody and I used to live in Vermont. Yeah. For, like, a while. hmm And we'd come down here every summer. And live with me. And live with Emily and Ashley. And every summer we had a different hyperfixation. <laughs> one time it was the toy story 2 video game on the ps3 (laughs) we played that game so fucking we over the summer okay not for school would wake up at 6 a.m sharp (laughs) literally we had to be we had to be up that early so that we could be the first ones on the playstation and we would schedule time like you got this many hours once you started playing and then you got off to eat and let the other people do it and you would like eat and shower and like walk outside to see the sunlight for a second (laughs) And then Touch you, some grass. you'd come back in and play for another three hours. We we had like very intricate storylines going on. Yeah. <laughs> people had children. People were kidnapping people's children. There was a jail. There was a jail. <laughs> anyway. Um when we lived in Vermont, I don't even know if you know this, that Vermont has a a lake monster. Yeah, I remember yeah. talking about it. Um, very famous. It was on the first like when I Googled um Cryptids, I Googled Cryptids, it's the the third one on the cryptid Wikipedia page. Huh. Um, that might be because it's in alphabetical order. <laughs> anyway, it's on there. Um and its name is Champy, and it lives in Lake Champlain. Huh. Um, so it's it was a thing when we grew up in Vermont. Like we had like we had Louisiana history, we have Vermont history. Um, and there was a whole unit dedicated history. onto the swamp monster. Or not the swamp monster, the lake monster. Yeah, swamp monster's here. I almost did Champy, but then I was like, nah. Gotta hit the big one. I gotta hit the big one first. So, credit. I did not listen to the end, In- that's why we drink episode. Nice. I did look at the Wikipedia page, the History Channel did a thing called the real story behind the Loch Ness Monster, and then the bulk of my research came from a documentary called Real Stories, World's Best Monster Mystery, Loch Ness. Um... I really liked that documentary, so I used a lot of it, and then I peppered in other stuff. So, first of all, Loch Ness is 24 miles long. Oh, that's the Causeway Bridge. Yeah. It's not It's not like an ocean. Like, it's, it's 24 miles long and one mile wide. Huh. Yeah. Did not know it was that big. 750 feet deep. Oh. <laughs> Are you okay? It just seems like all the others were measured in miles. Yeah. I don't know why that one was given to me in feet, <laughs> but it, that's the number that they gave me. Okay. So I went with it. Uh, but the water in the lock is, like, really murky. Okay. Like, you cannot, if you put your hand in front of your face, like, you would not be able to see it. Uh-huh. Shit's cloudy and it's not easy to see in so dirty very dirty um and that's just you know the lock itself but over the years um it has brought in investigators worldwide because you guessed it it has a monster in it right uh a very famous monster that people have caught glimpses of over the years and people really really want evidence of do you know its name we talked about it. The Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> AKA Nessie. She's a Scottish folklore um said to inhabit the Loch. It's often described as large, long necked with one or more humps. Um and you know, popular interest though has kind of changed descriptions over the years and evidence, quote unquote evidence of the Loch Ness monster has popped up and then been disputed and popped up and been disputed over the years. There's so much evidence about the Loch Ness Monster. Like, the Wikipedia page is so fucking long. Um, I only picked certain ones because they were in the documentary. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but the the scientific community in Loch Ness be- like, believes in the phenomenon, but- As a they, phenomenon. As a phenomenon. They try and explain- explain some of the some of the evidence away as like hoaxes or wishful thinking. Um, it could it's essentially described as a pseudoscience and a subculture of cryptozoology. Yeah, yeah, which is cryptids, which is very fun, like Bigfoot, chupacabra, the Jersey Devil. Our favorite was it? <laughs> okay, so the first sighting of Nessie happened about 1500 years ago okay Hmm. it was an account um by saint columba and allegedly so this is an irish monk who was traveling up the lock and he saw a group of men struggling to bury someone um and they stopped and they explained that this man who they're burying had been attacked by a monster while he was swimming huh um the words they used were water beast Specifically, that he'd been dragged under, even though his friends were trying to pull him out. Ah, that's terrifying. Um, so, St. Columba stops and starts to help, um, and then the monster makes a reappearance. So, there's different accounts of this. In one version, he actually sends, like, his little helper... Out swimming in the lake to try and lure the monster out. He baited it with his apprentice. With a, with, a, with his apprentice, and then in another version, it just kind of appeared. Okay. But in both, um, he blesses the monster and sends it back to the bottom. So he makes the sign of the cross and says, "Go no further, touch no man, go back at once." And then the creature stopped, quote, as if it had been pulled back with ropes. Whoa! Well. Yeah. Um. So. This is probably a guy who, like, wanted to make himself look cool and say that he sent a monster back to the bottom of the lock. But this is classified as, like, the first official messy sighting. Huh. And then across decades, more people see something. But it isn't really until the 1930s that, like, shit blows up. Got um, it. A London couple is traveling in 1933, and they see a huge creature break the water. Um, describing it as black and wet, water rolling off of it. They actually tell the papers about it. And then that's when it becomes a media frenzy. This, uh, they're a very, very famous couple. I did not write their names down. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so the 30s. This is the decade when all of the proof happens. Okay, so everybody's pulling something out the water. Everybody's pulling something out the water. We start getting a lot of pictures is the big thing. Um, and a lot of these were staged to try and get media attention. The best example is, um, it's called the Lachlan Steward photo. It is, it's the one, you've seen it. It's the three humps yeah. coming out of the water. We now know that those are hay bales covered in tarp. <laughs> like, this man sent tarps and hay bales out into the water, took the picture, sent it to the papers, and said, this is Nessie.
1: Um,
0: there's also the Hugh Gray photo, which is a very big part of Nessie lore. Um, it was taken near foyers on November 12th of 1933. Um, you've seen it. It's blurry is the thing. Um, it's not the one with Nessie's neck coming out. That's the sturgeon's photo, but the Hugh Gray photo, it, you can kind of make out a monster under the water and there's like a wave and it's really blurry and really hard to distinguish. Um, It's been noted that if you look very closely, it kind of looks like a dog. Oh. And Gray, when he took the photo, had taken his dog out for a walk that day, and it's suspected that um, he threw a stick into the lock, and his dog went to get it and came back. And he took a picture. And he took a picture of it. And other people think it's an otter or a swan. A wide variety of animals. A wide variety of animals, but most, no one thinks it's Nessie. Yeah. Um, in 1963, though, Maurice Burton came into possession of two of the slides because the original negative of the picture was lost, but they got uh, two contact positives from the original ne- negative, and when they projected it onto a screen, it, it was an otter. Oh. Yeah. But it's the sturgeon's photo that really takes the cake. And that's the one that's everywhere. That is the Nessie photo. Okay. It's the one with Nessie's neck coming out of the water. You can see the head. It like it's very clear that there's a shape. Yeah. Um it was taken in 1934. Um it was claimed to be unequivocal proof of the monster. You guessed it, it's fake. Yeah. Um I touch on that later though. But then we get the Taylor film in 1938. May 1938, um, a South African tourist is the one who films it. He filmed something in the lock for three minutes on 16 millimeter color film. He um, made a whole video. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this film from the tourist was given to Maurice Burton, who did not give it to any other researchers. He published a single frame of it in a book called The Elusive Monsters, and he concluded it was a floating object. But it has never been given to anybody else for So we can't see the, the yeah. film. We don't know. Huh. But he might be onto something. He might be silenced by the government. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been Nessie. Nessie has a gun in his head. <laughs> Do you remember the Phineas and Ferb episode with Nessie? And it was Vaguely. a it was a monster. Or it was a submarine. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Can remember that. Um And then there was a Gravity Falls. Was there? Episode with the sea monster in the lake a lake monster, I guess oh. we could call it then and it was the old guy in the submarine like it was a robot or something why is everybody obsessed with the fact that nessie's a submarine (laughs) it's a monster bro stop killing my vibe it's a dog or otter or swan (laughs) (laughs) so the 40s and 50s are like a little quieter um we do get like pieces of evidence but it's nothing crazy it's not until the 60s again that shit happens was that my phone oh my cats miss me a man named Tin, Tim Dinsdale launched this expedition to find proof of Nessie. Okay. He's a very Serious. he's a very important in Nessie history. On the 23rd of May, he captures something on film that he believes to be the back of the monster. Okay. What's he get? Um it's known as the Dinsdale film. It's it shows a break in the water that for sure is not made by a boat. Um, it looks like something is coming out. Whoa. Um, so what it what it was, he just dis- okay What? Anyway,, um, he was an aeronautical engineer was cool. his other thing. So he's like big into this like lifestyle. <laughs> um, he described it as reddish. With, like, a blotch on the side. Um, he mounted his camera began... As the object began to move. And he shot 40 feet of film. Um, and the object was animate. Like, it wasn't... It wasn't a log rolling. It it was something alive. Ah. Um, others were skeptical. Because they thought it would... It was, like, a hump that... That could have come from, like, a boat driving past. Because, you know, there's, like, residual waves. Yeah. Um... And when you up the contrast of the film, a man can be seen in a boat. Oh. Um, 1933, Discovery Communications produced a documentary called Loch Ness Discovered, and this, they digitally enhanced the Dinsdale film. So the person who enhanced the film noticed a shadow in the negative that you couldn't see in the regular version. By enhancing it, he found that it appeared to be the rear body of a creature. So two different enhancements come back with two different things. So one person says you can clearly see a man in a boat, and another person, the discovery like Discovery Channel, no, Discovery Communications in 1993 said that no, this is clearly a quote like a monster. The quote was, before I saw the film, I thought the Loch Ness monster was a load of ru- a load of rubbish. Having done the enhancement, I'm not so sure. Weird that it was enhanced different ways and Right. You see different things. Right. Um, Technology. In 1962, the Loch Ness Investigation Bureau is closed. It's opened. Opened. Okay. It closed (laughs) 10 years later (laughs) (laughs) with no conclusive proof. Rest in peace. But the 1980s is another huge, a huge decade. Operation Big Scan happens in 1987. A slew of boats go onto the lock and all move at the same time to scan the entire length of the lock with sonar. Cool. No proof. Yeah. (laughs) So, this legend, obviously, comes with a lot of amateur monster hunters. People go here from all over the world thinking that they're going to be the ones to catch proof of Nessie. Fun. But there are people... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I would do it. I have the weird, like, I will watch the Olympics and sit there and have all the confidence in the world that I could win (laughs) with no, like, no. The Olympics? No, I'll watch it. I know that I can't, but I'll be watching them do the trampoline stunts and I'm like, give me a trampoline. I could do it. (laughs) I have the weirdest, like, it's (laughs) like pseudo confidence. Like, yeah, no, I I know for a fact that I don't, like, I don't (laughs) actually have that confidence, but in the moment, I'm like, give me, give me on there. Fly me in, <laughs> fly me in. It's one of those things like you watch people online build like these cool furniture and I'm, like coming out of a tree. I got it. I can do it right now after watching one YouTube video and no, no skill or practice whatsoever. Tell me that that is not gifted child syndrome. Though. It is though. No, That's it's like what it is. every year we're, you're given something and you're just by default good at it. Yeah, no, it's it's the belief that you can just do anything. But then when you sit down and look at it, you're like, I absolutely could never do that. No, yeah. Send me to the Loch Ness monster. I will find one. Ness But the Monster. thing with the Loch Ness Monster that gets me is, like, these – some of these people – okay, 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 okay. Because, yes. Because I was thinking about it as I was watching this documentary. I was like, how cool would that be? Because, you know, plane tickets – we would just buy a plane ticket and go spend, like, a month in Scotland – like, which is cool on its own. uh Renting is not expensive there. Like, between a few people, we could go hunt for the Loch Ness monster. Like, it'd be a very a fun girl trip. trip, a girls' trip, if you will, to hunt for the <laughs> Loch Ness monster. The feminine urge to find the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> that's the that's the title of this episode. The feminine urge to find the Loch Ness monster. But it's like, I truly believe. Like, I no, yeah, it's <laughs> Saturday. Just give me some time. <laughs> but i know i could not because no one can yeah because it's a legend no yeah or he's really good she excuse me she's a really good just like, shut the fuck up i'm sorry <laughs> stop misgendering the loch ness monster <laughs> i'm sorry anyway so uh, this comes up because you know there's a lot of investigators who think the same way we do yeah. now you could totally just find it um one guy his name is george mingus he's in the documentary he's heavily featured um he looks for the monster at least once a week awesome like he lives right off of the lock like walking out of his front door is the lock that's cool um because there's like so the lock is you know it's it's the the lake whatever but there's like a sidewalk around it mm-hmm. there's no fence like you can just jump in <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it was literally like he walks out of his do- doorstep onto the sidewalk and it just so happens to be the sidewalk that is next to the lock mm-hmm. um so he's also participated in like hundreds of other investigations he's been looking for this monster for four years like it's and now longer than that because the documentary was kind of old um so the documentarians walk with him down the sidewalk to where his boat is docked because that's where it's what you need when you're looking for a monster um and he shows them his sonar system right in the sonar, it's, like, a big screen, and it's all blue. And there's a red line at the top and a red line at the bottom. That is the top of the lock and the bottom of the lock. And everything in between. Whoa. Um. So he explains to them how it works, and he says that he can go, like, the way this sonar, like, works with his GPS is if they catch anything weird, he can just go to that area and scan it a few times to try and find something. And he says that if you search the area in detail and you still can't find it, then, quote, you know it's big and you know that it moved. <laughs> like, so he has, and he has recorded weird contact with stuff on this, on this boat, on these expeditions. Um, one, that he shows, um, it's a sonar picture, so it's like, it, it almost looks like a thermal camera, kind of, like, the different colors. Yeah. Um, he shows this picture, and in this picture, he says, like, this is a big unidentifiable object, right? And that's a fish for scale, and it's huge. Oh. Like, the whatever he managed to catch a picture of is, is very big in comparison with, like, normal fish. And he says that when he caught this image he was on a scan with like other boats that were following directly behind him and he explains like he actually couldn't turn around because there was another boat behind him and he says like and it obviously moved because none of those boats caught anything whoa yeah but he has the picture of it so That's it was weird. like something was there um there's another man his name is Dick Rainer he's been looking for Nessie since 1967 nice yeah somehow after 10 days of investigating the first time, he managed to shoot footage that a lot of people believe is, like, real. Whoa. 10 days after he starts investigating. Nice. This is us. <laughs> we go, we find the monster. <laughs> <laughs> we just do it. It's like when, um, what was it? the water horse where he raised it in a bathtub? A g- wonderful movie. That's us with Nessie. We, <laughs> we put Nessie in a bathtub. <laughs> Are you telling me we find Nessie's egg and steal it? I guess that is what I'm suggesting. <laughs> because that's what happens in Water Horse. <laughs> he finds an egg and it's like, I'm a mother now. And raises Isn't it. Isn't that also what happens in Aragon? Yes. That's my favorite trope. <laughs> a young man becomes a mother <laughs> of an egg for a dragon and or sea dragon. Oh my god. Anyway, um, so he's manning. the way. What, what happened with him is he wasn't on a boat. He was on the top of a van like parked nearby the lock with a big ass camera. Like his lens was like cool, it was huge. It was so big and he was watching the lock and he was tasked with if you see anything film it. Got it. He still sees a silver line coming out of the water near the bay and he films it. Um and it's like when I say a line, I mean something is clearly moving. Okay. From left to right and the silver is the water being tossed up. Huh. Um 14 years later, he's working in Loch Ness again and he sees the same line. And it's actually a group of birds. Um with a mother bird running across and the chicks following to catch up, which uh. is why it was like starting and stopping. So yeah. Not Nessie. So not Nessie. That didn't stop him though. He now uses underwater cameras and he describes um underwater cameras as like his lottery ticket. It's like, you have to buy buy a ticket to play, and the underwater camera is the ticket to playing with Nessie. Um, And then, he takes the documentarian out onto the water with his underwater camera and shows them a bunch of eels that are behaving really weird. They're those eels that, like, stand straight up. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. (laughs) They look really stupid. Eels are all baffling have you heard how eels some, some eels breed what no we don't know <laughs> what do you mean we don't know how eels make more eels what do you mean we don't know <laughs> eels I don't even remember what breed of eels it is they swim to the Bermuda Triangle and come back with more eels and we don't know how they do it <laughs> I'm not lying to you <laughs> How do they we don't know how <laughs> eels make more eels it's like asexual reproduction we don't Maybe. know we have no clue <laughs> why the bermuda triangle we don't know <laughs> they swim to the bermuda triangle and make more eels it's... and we can't figure out how they're doing it. it's like the hospital for eels yeah they just make more eels so i'm saying All all sea monsters are eels because we don't know what's going on with them. I mean, yeah, (laughs) it it lines up with like the giant snake thing. Yeah, no, it's just eels doing eel things that we can't comprehend (laughs) with our small human, not eel brains. Correct. But um, but yeah, they they were being weird because eels are weird. Yes. Yeah, they were standing straight up with like their tails in the sand and like waving back and forth. They're they're cosplaying seaweed (laughs) literally. What? <laughs> what? But then, um, we're, I'm, I'm going through investigators, and then we're going to talk some more about, like, Nessie. But Richard Carter, his goal is to recreate famous Nessie sightings to kind of debunk some of them. He believes in Nessie, but his idea is if you eliminate the evidence that's fake and you're left with only the real ones, you can, you can study the real ones. So in the documentary, he does this with um, the Smith film. And in the Smith film... It almost looks like a periscope, like coming out of the water and bobbing back down and coming out of the water and bobbing back down. They believed it was Nessie's neck coming up and down, um, and it was shot on an 8 millimeter film. So he does the exact same thing using a pole and a rock to manipulate the bobbing um, on the same type of camera, and it it does look kind of close to what they filmed.
1: Cool. Um, And
0: his argument is people saying, like, oh, it would have taken so long to rig something up, and he's like, no, it took me, like, less than 10 minutes like uh. people want to fake this shit like i'm showing you how they could have done it to kind of debunk it mhm um, but like the argument against that is like just because you can do it with a stick doesn't mean it was done with a stick yeah so eh. but it's very interesting cuz he's just like healthy skepticism yeah like i'm not going to completely debunk anything ever happening here but i'm going to i'm going to work my way to what's real by right. like figuring it out the hard way you know I'm not just gonna sit here and be like yeah that looks weird I'm gonna make sure that I can recreate it in a way that's possible right that's cool I enjoy that um Robert Badger he was a member of the Loch Ness Investigation Bureau when it was a thing they interviewed him in the documentary um and his accent was really heavy so I could it was yeah (laughs) <laughs> some of it was kind of confusing to me what okay. he was saying but for some reason in august of 1971 they got a new boat called the narwhal and this is where it got i don't i don't understand the correlation here but for some reason he had to go diving into the lock um between the surface and the bottom something to do with this new boat okay don't know but what i do know is that he gets halfway like He's, so he's, he's diving in the lock, and then there's a part of the lock that dips off to the bottom. He gets there, um, and a solid object comes past him, and it's big. Um, and he, he said that it, it was close enough that he could see the texture of its skin. Um, which had to be close, because that water is murky. Which, yes, exactly. And he was so fucking freaked out because it was huge and obviously alive that he immediately turned back around and went to the surface. Like, he believed it was, like, flesh-eating. Like, it was gonna kill him. Um, And after that, he says he was, like, plagued with dreams of, like, not making it back to the surface. But while he was diving, there was actually underwater, like, cameras and stuff going on at the same time. And there was an image taken of the monster on that day at that time that this happened in that area um in with a sonar system and in that picture you can see because he described like it looked like a a torso almost like a large cylindrical body kind of shape um and in the sonar you can see what he's describing and flippers (gasps) he says that i didn't see the flippers i just saw its fucking torso and booted but like in the in the um the sonar you can see it has little like Exactly, like stereotypical, like That's little flippers. Weird. Um, yeah, which is awesome. <laughs> but then, then man just saw Nessie. Then there's this guy, right? His name is Alistair Boyd, and he wrote a book called The Sturgeon's Photograph Exposed. The picture of Nessie. Mm-hmm. Um, he explains that he always thought it was weird because people say that the picture has here actually let's pull it up so that i can talk you through this okay i'm down that's one yeah so people say that these are waves surrounding it and he says he never believed that those were waves he always believed that those were ripples yeah and that the thing that was difficult to determine with this photo was scale Yeah. So you could say it was a few feet high and like, okay, that could be a wave in the lock, or that's a few inches high and And those are ripples. Yeah. So he starts diving into this photo. And I mean like years worth of research into this one specific photograph. And with and because specifically, like there is no frame of reference. Yeah, you can't you can't. There's no rock anything. Like but so he goes digging. And he finds out that there was an actor and film director hire- hired by the Daily Mail named Marmaduke. Um, and he found, allegedly, a footprint of Nessie. It was probably fake. The Daily Mail was really embarrassed and pulled this article. So, in response to that, Marmaduke has a model built to take the Sturgeon's photo. And he then gives it to a friend of a friend to bring to the Daily Mail as a hoax. To kind of, like, be a dick oh yeah um there was a there's a whole novel about this picture and how it's fake because it is just a model and then alistair boyd recreates it in the documentary and shows like when you zoom in and there's no frame of reference i can say those are waves and yada 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 but if it drifts off and gets a little too close to a rock you can see that that's maybe six inches tall yeah crazy though because and he like a lot of people like attacked him Because they were like, you're just trying, you're just being, you're trying to debunk one of the biggest pieces of Nessie evidence. And it's like, but that's not evidence if it's fake. Yeah. But, yeah. So, let's talk a little bit about Nessie the monster, right? So there's actually, like, a lot of descriptions of, so some people think it's just straight up fake, right? Yeah. Some people think it's straight up real. And that there is a dinosaur living in Loch Ness. <laughs> and some people think that there's somewhere in between. Yeah, it might be a big fish. One description is that it is a giant eel. Um, Dick Rainer is one of these people. He sho- he's the one who shows the eels to the documentarians. He goes on to explain that there are eels that migrate into the loch from sea, and some end up staying and not migrating back. Okay. Um... And living a long and comfortable life in the lock without predators, they could grow up to crazy lengths. There's eels in the ocean that can grow up to 15 to 20 feet long. That's so weird. It's insane. Because (laughs) fuck eels. But, like, it's very possible that what people see is a giant eel and they're taking that and making it into a giant snake and, like, a reptile sort of thing. Yeah. When it's actually just an eel. The devil reincarnated. AKA <laughs> <k>. Eels. <laughs> um then there are people who do fully believe with their whole chest that it's a plethiosaur. Epic. <laughs> Me. <laughs> <You>. <laughs> like the whole thing, the long neck, the flippers, like Yeah. Um science says that's impossible. The the temperature of the water in the lock is crazy cold. Um and apparently That means that something of that size can't survive there. I don't know why. (laughs) They said that in the documentary and I was like, worm? Okay, I guess that makes sense. So I wrote it down. It's it's gotta be something to do with blood circulation. Can't travel that far in cold water. Or like the food sources. Yeah. Because later they do talk about, um, it's this guy. This guy is very famous and I talk about him later. But he goes, he's the one who explains about like food sources and stuff. But, um... He's actually one of the ones who explains Nessie away as a big fish. So some people believe that it's just a crazy large fish um, that is very reptilian in appearance. It's that one. This one? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, It's called an Atlantic sturgeon, and it is known to come into British fresh waters. Okay. Um, it is a freshwater. It's a big reptilian-looking freshwater fish, um, and sturgeon do not live in the lock. But it's not impossible for one or two to meander in and out, and then cause these Nessie sightings. The problem with these theory, this theory is that it doesn't account for the humps that people sometimes see in the water. Okay. Weird. But um, there is a tour that goes through the lock. It's on a boat called the Nessie Hunter captained by a man named george edwards he um is actually the one who's who found the deepest part of the lock um so he was doing like a coast guard exercise and he found a depth of about 800 feet which had not been recorded before weird um he wasn't too bent about it until he was talking to his friend about it and they were like that's probably one of the most important discoveries like in a very long time you have to tell people (laughs) he was like oh it's important worm (laughs) um this section can't always be picked up it has been um some sonar doesn't go that deep but it's called nessie's lair cool um the tour doesn't always find evidence but it has um one is called the mitchison video so it was a tourist named Jeff, Jeff Mitchison who went on one of these tours in 1998 on the Nessie Hunter. And before going out, he didn't like believe or disbelieve. But on the boat, he's looking out the window, holding his camera, and he sees something swimming. So he zooms in. At first, he thinks it's a rock until it disappears. Weird. He tries to get up and zoom in and do all this stuff, but it had disappeared by then. He did manage to catch the part of it disappearing, though like driving back down into the water um and he says like you can see an eye too his friends or not his friends other people in the community think it's a seal cool um he doesn't believe that like (laughs) no his explanation for it is that when seals dive down they dive forward and down this just sunk Oh. So he doesn't believe it's a seal. It's kind of difficult to say either way. Like, it's definitely something alive. but swimming. but it could he, be anything. He, right, and I, I couldn't find any other evidence that there are even seals in the lock. So, like, we're, <laughs> what? Weird. But this guy right here, his name is Adrian Shine. He's the founder of the Loch Ness Project. So he started as, like, a, a Nessie hunter. Um, that was one of his things. He's in a lot of, like, old footage of, like, Nessie hunts and all this stuff. It's really weird seeing That's... him young. Um, but he researches the Loch and is also the designer of the Loch Ness Center. Um, he's a large portion of the reason that in the 70s people went underwater to look for Nessie. Um, there's he, – he didn't start off looking in Loch Ness. There's a neighboring lock called Loch Mora that has similar monster stuff, but is clear water. Oh. So he he's the guy. I don't know if you've ever seen those videos of like the circular submarine coming up really hard out of the water and bo- yeah. that's him. He Whoa. built that submarine. That's cool. Um he built this submersible operation or observation chamber. And his whole thing was he he'd put it underwater and he'd look up against the sun and hope that something came across. But in while that was happening, like, there's windows, and he got a lot of other interest about the other things that lived in the lock. And it, so his research sort of blended at that point into the food web of the lock, and he started studying that really hard, um, which he's the one who says that certain animals cannot exist here because there is just not enough food. Oh, okay. That they would need. So he specifically says a reptile of that size couldn't, because couldn't be there you. just isn't like enough food to sustain them. Um, that makes sense. He is also responsible for disproving the three humps illusion. A lot of people see three humps, but he explains it. Um, it's a certain type of wave. That's what I was gonna residual wave. Like that can happen a really long time after a boat has passed through. Um. He is a believer of something being in the lock, but he tries to explain using science. Mm -hmm. So he says he learns lessons about the monster through the world around it, rather than struggling to take pictures of what is probably a bird. And I was like, wow, you just roasted the fuck out of some of these people. Because immediately after that quote, it cuts to this guy who sold his house and lives next to the lock now, like, hoping to catch sight of Nessie. Oh, no. he carves, like, statues and shit. I was like, bro, you did this man dirty. (laughs) (laughs) But now we're going to talk about some sightings. Yay. So, there's a hotel uh, right off the lock owned by a woman named Catherine Handley. Uh, She's very scared of it because she had an experience that freaks her out. She says that she was walking home one day, and there was a huge like commotion in the water that was splashing and making like a crazy amount of noise and stirring up the lock. And she explains it that it looked like something had come into the bay or to the marina, gotten stuck, and was like flailing around because it was in a marina, so it was like close to shore. Um, and then they they actually booked it back to her house because she was so afraid. <laughs> um, in June of nineteen ninety six. 25 witnesses all saw the same movement in the lock so there are these two hotel owners they're a couple named david and kate miss monroe was on a walk one evening and saw like a weird disturbance um it was her and like her daughter-in-law i believe and then they couldn't see it very well so they went back to the hotel to get another opinion and obviously everybody was like what nessie (laughs) and walked out of the hotel (laughs) Um, the disturbance looked the same way as if somebody had, was, like, on a jet ski, but there was no jet ski. Like, zigzagging around in the lock and creating all these weird patterns and stuff. Um, David goes back in to get his telescope, but even he, like, with the telescope, couldn't clearly see what was leading that thing. Ripple. Ripple. And it Ooh. was pretty big. So, 25 people saw it. June of 1998, um, a Mrs. Palmer was celebrating her husband's birthday on a boat across the lock. She and her sister are come down from the top deck, are on the bottom deck, looking over the water, and then they see something come up out of the lock and start to follow them. And she says it comes up kind of slow, like a whale, um, but it was definitely big, and the biggest part was under the water. Weird. Um, so she turns to her brother, who's on the top deck, to film it. He didn't even think they caught anything until the next day when they reviewed the footage and saw that it had broken the water again. Weird. Um, and then there's an Ian Cameron, June 15th, 1965. He's, he claims that he has, like, the longest ever Nessie sighting, capping at 50 minutes. Whoa. So he was out with a friend fishing, and on the bay, he saw something break the surface, and at first he thought it was a whale because Whoa. of the size. And over the next 50 minutes, he and his friend watch it drift closer and closer to the surface, zig- zigging around and moving, and then it submerges, and disappears. Weird, yeah, weird. Did he get any like pictures or anything? Mm-mm. Sucks. But they did interview him for the documentary, and like he talked about it. Like he still fully believes that that was the Loch Ness monster that he saw Fun. for 50 minutes. This was really saying out that day no yeah but yeah some people think it's like a fish a big fish some people the think big. it eel. doesn't exist at all a lot of the evidence has been debunked over the years like yeah it's an interesting thing of like a phenomena at least yeah just like this weird obsession right with something in there like there's probably something in the lock there's probably a
1: Big a lot fish. of things in the
0: lock. Probably a big eel. Maybe le- like maybe three big eels, you know? Right. Like, it could be a countless number of things. But, like, it definitely offset, like, a media firestorm. Yeah. Of, like, people thinking. But I, I feel like that's the thing with most cryptids. Like, yeah. the same thing happened with Bigfoot. Yeah, the craze for, like, hunt for it. Right. Finding Bigfoot. But you're never gonna find it. Probably not real. I not, mean, or at least not in the way we think it is. Yeah, it's just, it's... If anything, it's just a, a cool phenomena to yeah. look at. Like this is there's probably not a big sea monster in no, the lock, not a plethiosaur. <laughs> no, it's definitely not a dinosaur in the lock. No, but it's weird to see that like so many people will die on the hill that there mm-hmm. is just because of circumstantial evidence. Right, and it's it's just cool circumstantial to see that. evidence that has been disproven a lot of it. Yeah, so it's it's cool that people will still like fight. that like no it's down there there's just like an undying belief of something down there that's probably just a big fish but the phenomena itself is just really cool and there is some that hasn't been disproven like i know i went through a lot of the main ones because a lot of the main ones have been disproven like the sturgeon's photo and all that stuff but there are other ones that people would be like um that's a bird and it'll be like no it's just not yeah like some stuff is like harder to disprove right or prove. and people try to disprove it all the time but it's like no what the fuck is this
1: <laughs> a giant skeleton
0: see big snakes are something i can get behind <laughs> or like a big eel like i feel like that's what it is because i i because like a we know a reptile probably couldn't survive in those temperatures mm-hmm. but a big eel could or a really big eelish fish right could, could explain why everyone thinks it has a long neck you know right exactly or maybe it's an eel and a fish working together worm and i maybe maybe not talking about it no but they like, are so yeah they talk about it. they're having meetings but some people see a, a week some people see a big fish and some people see this big eel and the the picture in people's head just kind of gets mashed together yeah. because they're like oh that's got to be the same thing but this other picture shows like this skinny eel like thing right so this thing must have a skinny neck and i'm just seeing the body of it you know it's probably yeah. like ideas mashed together word of mouth too yeah but yeah that's the loch ness monster Awesome. I didn't even get to cover all of it because there's so much. No, I'm sure. There's so much. It's been around a little while. A little bit. Just a little bit. All right. At first I was going to do the chupacabra, (laughs) and I was like, I can't do that. (laughs) It's mansplaining the chupacabra to Emily, who definitely (laughs) knows more about the chupacabra (laughs) than me. Did go through a heavy cryptid phase. (laughs) The chupacabra, and then I was like, the Jersey Devil? And then I was like, no, same idea, different font, (laughs) same issue. But who knows? Maybe next time I'll do Mothman. I almost did Mothman one episode. I fucking love Mothman. (laughs) If you do Mothman, you have to go hard for Mothman. Oh, yeah. Because I will be there. Like, I'm i love mothman the concept of mothman the mainstream (laughs) adaptations of mothman wonderful the statue what statue the mothman statue you don't know the mothman statue with the nice butt what look up the mothman statue right now you can type with the with the butt with the you don't know what i'm talking about and you like mothman fake fan i yeah no i am no there's there's no such thing as a fake fan I don't S <laughs> I couldn't T. Find it. <laughs> I keep looking for it in here with
1: the nice- oh wait no I
0: do yeah with the nice butt I do know about this statue that's like what he, he's famous for is for some reason they went really detailed on the back part of this statue <laughs> as he deserves <laughs> mothman okay should Very we take fun. an intermission think so i think it's time for that okay i don't think i plugged my phone in which <gasps> i had my ipad so we're good but like i th- i was like my phone will charge the whole time and it's just i don't think it is okay <laughs> Sorry, well i gonna charge her phone and i'm gonna play cats making soup see you soon and intermission And we're back. I got a new cat that I named Stilton after the cheese. Congratulations. All of them are named after cheese. This is quickly becoming a problem. You you weren't playing this yesterday, so did, did I you... got it at work. Okay. And it became a problem. Okay. It was I was a like, distraction. this is did this happen this morning? No, nah, it happened like over coffee. Did you have a new obsession? Last I saw it on TikTok, and I was like, oh my god, that's so cute and then last night at work I was like I need something to do that isn't work (laughs) I can't say that but last night like right as I was I was waiting in my car before going in I was like oh I might as well download that game from TikTok a problem it very quickly became an issue I would walk up to every one of my coworkers and be like do you want to see my cats I can't tell you how many apps I've had to delete because like if I don't stop this before it becomes a problem i will drop out of college unintentionally <laughs> to be <because>, yeah <laughs> to like play that no that's some of them are happening. addicting and it's this one yeah <laughs> they're making soup <laughs> they're making soup i showed it to one of my coworkers who was like obsessed with her cats and i walked past like 20 minutes later and she had also downloaded it <laughs> we had our phones like because you know there's a partition by the register so you can't see what we're doing so we'd be checking people out and like occasionally glancing down to like check on the cats no like not even clicking just like watching just them looking just watching them stir that's so <laughs> the funny soup soup what kind of soup different oh so it changed. starts off as bland broth And that's just with him stirring it. And then you buy the guys that cut the vegetables. And then it becomes cabbage soup. And then carrot soup. And then you also buy a juicer. So you make soups and juices. Fun. Juices and soups. (laughs) I want soup. I don't even like soup like that. Have you you heard that TikTok sound that's like, I really love you all, but I would stab any one of you in the neck to eat French onion soup right now. and that's literally me but for the cats and their soup yeah but i also really could could do with some soup right now go to uh, la madeline's no i don't know if they have good soup i don't know i just like tomato soup but i make really good tomato soup so i'm gonna make some homemade tomato soup i think there you go what is your story ghost oh do i get a hint <laughs> I, yeah. didn't, I didn't write any down again. I that was so helpful the one time I did it, and then just never never did, did it again. It again. Uh, you just like to hurt yourself. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like Markiplier. I'm not a masochist. I just want to see how much I could handle. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of mental distress can I put myself in? I'm not a masochist, but not a good. Sentence. You really did say that though. No, yeah, and markiplier. it's accurate. Markiplier is great. Anyway, it's uh, it's called the most haunted. Building in Britain. 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 And sometimes it and it's usually on most haunted places in the world list. Um What else can I tell you? Britain. It a, it's a building. It's 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 a very specific building. What the fuck is it in Britain? Very haunted. <laughs> um Britain? Yeah. Usually I don't look at the ones in the world because it makes me jealous. Oh, that there's cool places. <laughs> no, that I can't go there. Oh. <laughs> I look at the ones in America because I'm like, I could do an eight-hour drive. Yeah, but this one is not in America. I Yeah, I, I don't. Wait, is it Big Ben? No. What? You mean to tell me Big Ben's not haunted? <laughs> <laughs> I've what? just never read that on the world's most haunted <laughs> list. <laughs> What's in the, uh, the, the, uh, the Great British Bake Off? <laughs> What are you just pulling for British things? <laughs> Grand Central Station, Sherlock, um. <laughs> Sherlock, <laughs> Doctor Who, <laughs> Harry Potter. Okay, it's an inn. N. N. If, if that's what helped, I N N. Um, <laughs> New Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> that's not an N. My brain is also like the Ark of Triumph, like the catacombs. <laughs> no, those are in Paris. <laughs> just anything english i'm not like class cl- cultured what is it it's called the ram's inn yeah i don't know what that is okay cool. i would not have got it cool 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 that's good i get to tell you about it then me with the crescent <laughs> the the inn is located in uh I don't- wanton under edge canterbury england okay um, it was built in 1145. Well, what the fuck? So that's old, not a real year. Old. Uh, and by some records, it was the first building built in this area, and it is still standing. Oh. Um, the building may also be <laughs> just a slight side note on a pagan burial ground that's estimated to be 5,000 years old. Um, okay, but you know what part of the world isn't a burial ground? Hey, there's bodies everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very real. But this one, a lot of speculation has gone into that that might be a pagan burial mm-hmm. ground. Uh so just keep that in mind as we move forward. No, yeah. Um, it's also on a cross section of ley lines. Ooh, you you know what ley lines are? Vaguely, but yeah. Okay, the they're they're lines of areas of high spiritual or paranormal energy, and they can all be traced back to Stonehenge. Ooh, and Stonehenge is supposed to be like where it all comes from, and it, like, spreads out throughout these lines. That's but so they cool. But all, they all trace back to the center of Stonehenge. It's like all roads lead back. Ew. Yeah. No, that's so cool. But all road, all lay lines lead back to Stonehenge, you know, and energy kind of seep, is collected at Stonehenge and seeps out from it. Someone told me that that quote comes from the Ark of Triumph. I have no clue. It was my French all teacher. All back to Rome. Yeah, but my French teacher told us And I don't know if it's true because it was just the word of my teacher, but he was saying that that comes from Paris because all roads do lead back to the Ark of Triumph. Like there's not a road that doesn't end in the Ark of Triumph at Paris. Cool. Don't know if that's true. He told (laughs) it to me though, and it stuck with me. (laughs)
1: I'm
0: talking about in Paris. It's like saying all roads lead back to the Taco Bell if you try hard <laughs> enough. Like, There was yeah. that, that, like, when you were little reading, like, the mind-boggling quotes in that you could leave, your driveway is connected to anywhere in the States. You could leave, like, it is connected by, which is very obvious. No, yeah. But as a little kid, you're like, whoa, I could get anywhere right from my driveway. It's like, no, duh, that's what they're for. That's how roads work. <laughs> but as a little kid, it was great. The concept of driving. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> you Congrats, it, kids. Uh, it was built to house the masons and builders and slaves involved in building the local church named St. Mary's Church, which is right across the street from well, it. Well, fuck churches. <laughs> um, and I mean that. Uh, this church is giant. Very, very, like, old English style. Very pretty. Very, like, heavy and crazy architecture. And allegedly, allegedly... Took 171 years to be complete after it uh, started being built. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the building of the church, two streams had to be redirected so they could have enough area to build. And some believe this opened up portals for bad spirits to cross over. Uh, specifically, some people says it m- say it messed with the, the the pagan burial ground in the area. And okay. so you're kind of like messing with Old spirits being dug back up because the streams were redirected. Okay. Um. But uh, most sources say that it, for some reason moving these streams angered some, made bad energy or angered spirits, or for some reason caused bad energy in the area. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess that carries. And like some people point to the the humans messing with nature, kind of like controlling no, yeah, nature, so you're say. you're angering the energy of the natural universe or something along no, yeah. those lines um but they the 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 streams were redirected that is true oh. whether it messed with something we don't know <laughs> right there is a lot of spookiness so i'm excited could be uh interesting fact the church has one of the biggest organs in the country located in the southeast corner of the church this church is still standing also that's <laughs> and it's they built shit to last. No, they really were like, this is here forever. It we would, are moving. It takes centuries to build these things. Yeah, and um, and some of the architecture is insane. Like the the we learned about those archways. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about where it, that's crazy to me. Like you just cut the stone exactly right. <laughs> how? Or like yeah, I can't. And they could do that without our modern technology right. and building. It was resources. just math, but like how? they were smart did you know and i don't even remember the details that with stonehenge there was also a woodhenge yeah that's crazy because one of them was what the one equinox and the other spring was, and the winter equinox or something like yeah that they, like, like the sun perfectly aligned with both of them which is crazy and there was another like stone one they believe now really somewhere else to do something else i don't know history is so cool a lot of there's a lot of because what it is, like, lining up with the suns, yeah. there's a lot of buildings like that. Like, a lot of the Mayan temples, yeah. we now know that the windows do the same thing. And were built p- perfectly to match, like, equinoxes and stuff. What, d- what They just understood that stuff. And most people nowadays don't know, like, anything about that kind of stuff. We're so not it's connected so, to the world. It's so weird. They They were so much... Not all of them, of course, but they, no. they understood things that people today just won't get because oh, yeah. we have technology to do it for us. So, anyway, back to the organ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the cool piano. It was originally a gift from King George I, and oh. I just thought that was cool. Good for King George. Um, back to the end, though, because the church is not our focus. Yeah. It's just kind of cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all cool church. Like, all churches pretty much are. Um, They're af- all haunted. After the builders moved out, a priest moved in for a while, allegedly, and after his stay, the building was used as an inn and pub for the public, and Cute. that's why it's called Ram's Inn. Cute. Um There was also a huge fire in the town at Ooh. one point, but the ram was unscathed, so just might might add to the bad energy of it's the a area. ominous. But Every, it there's was There's a fire fine. and you're fine. <laughs> the church what and did it you were do? fine. So they might have some deals with somebody we won't name names not the devil <laughs> um we'll get into it <laughs> anyway we're gonna skip- wait we'll get into it <laughs> uh-huh oh shit <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna skip forward a bit because there's a lot of history but a lot of it's just it's an old building that stood the test of time no yeah a lot happened in the area but it's not nothing too crazy if it's important i'll bring it up later Cute. um so we jump we jump Jump around a little bit. We jump pretty far in the future, is oh, what Because okay. now we're in 1968. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's the 60s. Yeah. That's like not, not that long ago. Not the 1100. A man made, named John Humphreys purchased the house to be its caretaker and live in the building. Okay. Wanted to keep... This building's been around for a while and he wanted to make sure it was around for a while more, but he's also interested in some of the spooky stories that mm. had been originating from the building. Uh, the building was a pub up until this point. The, the previous owner had it as a pub, um, but once he bought it, it's his building. Yeah. It's not a public, it's not a restaurant or anything, and you cannot use it as an inn anymore. Okay. Um, on the, the very first night in the inn, he was rudely awakened by what he describes as a demonic force that proceeded to grab his wrist, oh, what the fuck? pull him out of bed, oh, what? <laughs> pull him across the floor to the opposite side of the room whoa <laughs> first night buying it that's a slept there a demon a demon <laughs> according to him at the that, bare that minimum a poltergeist <laughs> something pulled him out of bed no literally um, not a ghost he lived in the inn until 2017 he sadly passed away about Aww. fifty years after he purchased the inn, and he lived in the inn the entire fifty years. That's admirable. And that was the first, first night. <laughs> so much. I would have sold it down. the next day. Um, he he spent his life and everything he had on preserving this building. Aww. Um, his wife and children had even lived with him in the inn, but at some point got way too scared and moved out, and they eventually divorced and for a while wasn't even allowed to, like, see his children because they were worried the demons would possess him and, like, hurt the children. Oh, So it was a very harsh split, but he he stuck with this building. He was – they eventually, like, reconnected, and the kids could see him. So it got better. (laughs) But, But like, damn – um for a while there was how a do you tell that in a custody agreement like no <laughs> the he, demons the demons will possess him and kill the children i don't think it's safe and the judge is like ma'am what <laughs> they, they they even at one point before the split had lived in a i, I could uh some sort of camper okay outside <laughs> i don't know rv trailer but they parked it they wouldn't sleep in the building that's like, crazy they had to stay outside because so much would happen in here um let me make sure I'm not skipping anything. Uh, so John spent mo like, was here every day, all day. Worked on the building. Renovated the building. Restored the building. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of that work. Uh, Unfortunately for him, his room, oh, <laughs> was haunted by an incubus and succubus. What? <laughs> and for for me, this raised some questions. Because for what an incubus and succubus is, I know you know, but for those of you listening, it's a, an incubus. An incubus is a male demon that has sex with sleeping people, and a succubus is the female version of that. That's the simple definition of what they are. Um, And if he had not one but two sex demons in his room, why did he not move rooms? Okay. (laughs) Like, what was Maybe he was bisexual. (laughs) Like, that's what I'm saying. Was he enjoying this? I couldn't find a direct quote. It's the fact that he named them as like, oh, no, that is just an incubus. Bro, how do you know that? Because they kept having sex with him. (laughs) I couldn't find any direct quotes from him. But he gave tours, like personal tours and told personal stories of what happened here and has told many people from these people's words of mouth, not his, that these demons did have sex with him while he slept and would be rudely awakened by demons having sex with him yeah he was cheating <laughs> on his w- wife with demons um that's messed, up. that's messed up and how else would he have found out like that's how weird. you were saying that's how you find out that there's sex demons in your house is <laughs> they have sex, sex with, with you, you <laughs> i'm really stuck on this um i also found a source that said prolonged sexual relations with demons leads to declines in health so hopefully John didn't get down and dirty too often. I, he got fucked to death. <laughs> I mean, he lived a long life. It's not like he died brute like. Where? Did he? But did he fuck so hard that he died? <laughs> they declined his health. <laughs> I don't. Also, know how people know that having a lot of sex with demons declines your health, and it didn't say specifically how it hurts your health. But demonic STDs, maybe. Are the demons an STD? Anyway, he—they just were in his room. He did it. He just lived in the room with the demons. Let's ask him. Oh wait, <laughs> no, that was messed up. I mean, people did ask him though, and he was like, "Yeah, no, demons had sex with me while I slept." <laughs> and he just means his wife. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be even worse. <laughs> Uh, have you seen that, um, my girlfriend has this really weird kink. She likes to dress up as herself and be a bitch all the time. <laughs> my wife has this really weird kink. She likes to dress up as herself and be this bitch all the time. And <laughs> it's a just a succubus. <gasps> keep going. Please keep going so we can get <laughs> off of this note. Uh, other people have also supposedly have had relations with oh! demons, but... so. St- I couldn't find any specific names, but supposedly they've attacked other people, too. Along okay. along the way in the house, during res- restoration work and stuff like that, st- stuff had to be moved around, floors had to be changed, stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, he found a lot of items left over from demonic rituals, so, like, uh, bottles, daggers, okay, candles, like, stuff kind of pushed aside side and like built over some stuff in the walls like bricked okay. away that's not good <laughs> some weird stuff it's in your walls bro animal animal remains uh, oh like bones and stuff also preserved carcasses some demonic when stuff. you were like demonic stuff candles i was like mm. <laughs> but then there's bones carcasses uh and there maybe even had human sacrifice <gasps> in here because He found skeletal child remains under the stairs uh, (gasps) during work to find an alleged hidden cellar. They didn't find a cellar; they just found a grave full of bones. Um, They the reason they think this was due to demonic sacrificing is they were found with iron daggers broken along with the bones. And what would happen during rituals is they would, like, use these daggers in the rituals uh-huh. with the dark energy and then break them so they couldn't be used again. Oh. And so the daggers were discarded with the the bones because they didn't want them to be used anymore. So they'd break them and throw them away. Interesting. And they hid the, the bones and stuff under the floor is what it was. They were taking up floor in one of the rooms. Wow. And found all of these skeletons. That's fucking insane. Um... Uh, and the group of men who had been hired to remove the floor in the area suffered a car crash on the way home. Oh. So they they, they felt like the, the bad energy the went with it. Disturbance within. of the grave. Yeah. Um, so maybe maybe some demon stuff, demonic rituals happening in here. There's a fair chance. Um John John said he was always being attacked and haunted by spirits in the building. He had a lot of personal stories and a lot, he knew a lot about each room and had stories from other people staying in these rooms. Oh, damn. Um, So we're going to get into some of the, the, like, famous rooms. Okay, cool. Um, The named ones. One of the rooms in the inn is called the witch's room and allegedly during the height of witch burning in this area, a woman stayed in the inn in this room after fleeing a trial to determine if she was a witch or not and shortly after... After leaving the inn, she was captured and burned at the stake. Oh, She didn't even get to have the trial at that point. Um, She may have also had a cat with her during her stay, uh, and both her and her cat allegedly haunt the inn, specifically in this room. The cat, there's not, that might just be stereotypical witches had black cats or something tied in with her. And there is a cat carcass that was found in the building that some people say might be her cat. Other people point that this might have been more towards the, like, demonic ritual stuff happening. Yeah. Uh, and that's why they had the cat body. Um, but she may have had a cat. That cat they found may have been her cat. People have said they've seen her and a cat in the room. Like, as spirits? Yeah. Okay. Kind of just walking around the room doing stuff. Very hocus pocus. Um, another unnamed room is notorious for having a baby's cry echo <gasps> out of it. I hate that. I hate um, that. I hate that. I hate children. <laughs> there was no story i mean but like children and ghosts like but also children (laughs) there was no story that i could find tied to like a specific baby um but there were child skeletons found under the stairs no yeah that's what i was thinking so could be tied to that that's creepy it Uh, reminds me of pt yeah with the baby in the sink (laughs) that fucking game (laughs) people have been pushed and pulled up these stairs that we're talking about by unseen forces mm-hmm. so like how we've talked in the past ghosts will try to push you down the stairs for some reason people have also been pulled up like felt like they were like Ooh, their hand was grabbed and pulled upstairs i do not like that um i'd I, rather push me down the stairs please don't take me with you <laughs> a picture was was taken of the staircase and it's become pretty widespread because mm-hmm. the, the photo shows a white mist Roughly, like, human-sized. <laughs> uh, it's not very... It has no features. You can... I can show you the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ascending the stairs is what it seems like. Creepy! The, the photo was taken in June 1999. Um, Creepy! And a lot of people believe it's some sort of spirit going up the stairs to do right. something. Uh, not sure why it's pulling you up the stairs or down the stairs. They just like to hurt you on stairs. It's where Why is it always stairs? That's what I'm saying, the stairs in the woods. It's because we're vulnerable. Because stairs are built different. I'll say it once and I'll say it again. <laughs> Something goes in stairs that we're not understanding. So they're like portals. Ah, uh, um, I guess. Stairway to heaven. Other, other photos of the building have become popular because of clear orbs and other weird marks on the photos, like weird mist. Mm-hmm. Some of it could be lens flare. Some of it is kind of weird. Uh one room in in the one photo, excuse me. One photo in the witch's room has this weird shadow over the curtain that we like we don't know what was on the if something was on the lens or not, but it's just like this weird thing moving Ew. in the corner. Or it like it's blurry. Ew. It's some kind of shadow that looks like it's moving. Yeah. Um nothing identifiable. Though. No, but weird. Still kind of weird. It is an old building also, so like orbs could just be dust, but there have been some photos. Specifically, there was one of John, him like giving the tour, and someone took a picture of him, and there was these weird orbs floating right above him. <gasps> I could not find this picture, but it it was supposedly taken. I could find I could find the witch's room mm-hmm. one and the one on the stairs and a couple other ones from here. Yeah. Um. But I could not find the one with the the very distinct like light looking orb, not mm-hmm. a circled dust like. No, yeah, or it was saying. like a light kind of thing. It reminds supposedly, me of the. I did not see it. The one from the crescent when it goes into his head. Yeah. Um. The attic is supposedly haunted by the former uh, a former innkeeper's daughter who was murdered up there. Supposedly, mm. some people say she was hung up there. <gasps> other sources said it was a very low ceiling and she was killed some other way. Um. But they're 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 everywhere says she was murdered i can't find which innkeeper it changed hands a lot yeah. as it was an old building so <laughs> it's been through a lot of people right. and a lot of people kept the inn and i couldn't find any records of who yeah was murdered up there but like that's uncomfortable though yeah it could have just been that it was old and records weren't kept, right. or it was legend so we won't really know um but there might have been a murder in the attic mm-hmm. um one room on the first floor, titled the Bishop's Room, is, like, the most haunted in the building. It's haunted by at least two different bishops who have- Ew. they They, um- I hate religious hauntings. <laughs> they had so room. They're sometimes referred to as dark bishops. Ew! I have no clue. Don't what- <laughs> give it a title! I have no clue what they did, but there is a good chance they were doing some evil, like, dealings with the church. It could have just been that the church during this time was kind of very shady. I was gonna say, it's all corrupt. <laughs> yeah, so they were, they were staying here at a time that the church was pretty corrupt and evil in and of itself. And so it could just be that. I couldn't find any crime specifically by them um either way not a fan they are seen in the room as spirits like talking in the corner Um, to each other yeah that's worse some people like well people have stayed in these rooms yeah um uh, um and people have woken up to see two men in the corner talking and looking at them (laughs) in priestly garb i hate Um, that imagine oh (laughs) my god my soul would leave my body one evening, a visiting medium was lifted from the floor, <gasps> flung into the hall, hitting the opposing wall pretty hard. Um, There has also been an alleged tale that uh, a man was murdered in ye olden days in this room. Ye olden days. <laughs> I can not find a date, but it was pretty, oh, yeah, a while yeah. ago. And he had his head thrust into the <gasps> fireplace. Oh my fucking god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, What the hell? Oh I'm- my god. Another common spirit in this room is the the shepherd and his dog who stand near the door. I he was just a, a supposed guest. I uh-huh. I couldn't find anything that happened to him saying why he would have haunted the building, but people have seen He had seen, a dog. He just had a dog and maybe stayed here often <laughs> right. or like maybe I don't know, but for some reason people have seen him stand by the door. With him, his dog sitting It's weird by that him. that's the only thing that people have seen. Yeah, and there's like no story attributed to yeah. him. He's just there for some reason. Um, uh, Like I said, pretty haunted room. <laughs> <laughs> we go even more. One source said that this is where the Incubus and Succubus actually lived, and they just wouldn't, like, it didn't matter where John stayed. They, they could, followed him. They would just go anywhere. Oh, yeah. And yikes. that's what this source said, that they were, they kind of, a lot of people in this room dealt with them but like they just specifically like to torment john they really tag teamed this man they really did
1: <laughs> so i read
0: incubus and succubus <laughs> just both damn uh and remember we were just talking about the attic a second ago mm-hmm. well this room is right under the attic <gasps> um one one. So- oh, and I said it was on the first floor. That's because in Britain, it's ground floor, then first floor, then attic. OK, when I read that, I was confused. I was like, there's m- there's multiple first floors. Yeah. The attic is not in between two floor. Like, I don't know. It was like it's on the first floor of the two story building that also has an attic and the attic's right above it. I was like, no, there's a room in between them, but it's not. It's ground floor. First floor attic is how gotcha it's delineated <laughs> Just to clear that up. Fucking British people. <laughs> um, but anyway, the attic. Well, the, since the room is right under, people sleeping in this room or, like, investigating in this room, because a lot of ghost investigators have gone here. Um, have claimed to he- have heard, quote, something heavy being dragged on the floor above them. Ew! Like, I don't know, a body? body? Ew! <laughs> Ew! <laughs> um, some people not knowing what happened in the attic... Have claimed to hear something like four the worst ones in the attic above them, which is super weird. Ew. A cavalier has been seen by the dressing table, just someone in cavalier armor. Weird. Uh, just would show up by the dressing table and then walk out the room. Oh, don't know what his deal was. Uh, He's here to observe. <laughs> He's the incubus. Uh, furniture has also been reported to move or even levitate. By one one case. Uh, and people would refuse to sleep in this room even during, like, the olden days of the inn. This oh, room has had a, like a, a bad rep bad rep forever. Not sure why. <laughs> because it's haunted <laughs> by, like, a lot of ghosts? A lot goes on in here. So, like, this it, this is the center of the hive? Yeah, no, this room is supposed to, like, people uh, forever it's have gross. would request, like, I don't want that room. Put me in any other room. And there even are uh, accounts of people getting the room, not knowing, <gasps> and running out in terror. Oh like my back God. when it was an inn, not not I'd more recent. Mind. So people like screaming and running out of the room and running out of the inn and just leaving because no, they're yeah. not dealing with it. Um. There was also, this was, I couldn't tell where mm-hmm. in the building this was. We're gonna move past this room. Uh. A woman was al- allegedly murdered by a highwayman. Maybe oh. in the bishop's room. One source said that. One source said it wasn't. Uh, other sources just kind of alluded to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I couldn't find specifically which room it was. It may have been in that room. Uh, a Roman centurion, the horseback riders. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> there was some plumbers working in the building. Okay. Uh, I think it was three, one source said, at the end of the hall. They looked to the other end and the centurion was there. <gasps> And ran towards them and went through the wall. Um, and all three of them saw it and like. Did it about go it. through them? I don't know. I just know it. They like may have stepped to the side, but it went through the wall. They were working like. Oh no, I in. hate that. I hate that. Um, feeling a ghost run through you. Um, there was also mentions of hearing run a train, dog panting. Now this could be the shepherd's dog that some people talk about. Yeah. Other people, ghost dog. I think, yeah, I think it's some kind of ghost dog. Some people think it's a hellhound that's been tied to the building through the demonic rituals. No. And that the shepherd may not be a shepherd. It might be someone keeping a hellhound. Um, and that might be his backstory. Some people say he looks like a shepherd.
1: Other no, I was like, there's like, definitely a
0: hellhound. It might just be a dog, bro. <laughs> some people... Um, He's cute. Some people have, all, like, talked about specifically in the attic hearing a dog panting for some reason again i couldn't find a story as to why but like that's like the there's a lot of mentions of dogs might just maybe he had to keep his dog there when he stayed maybe it couldn't stay in his room um there was also a public space i could not find a direct account of this like a lot of these are stories given by john on tours okay um there was once force mentioning a high priestess, a pagan high priestess that oh. may have been involved in the, the burial ground that this is on, possessing people <gasps> and causing violent things to happen, like some of the murders or something. That's crazy. Um people have claimed to have seen her walking the halls. Um there's also like the normal ghost happenings. I haven't touched on that, but like weird oh, yeah, noises, like, door I moving, footsteps, shadows. That's Ghost 101. We're in Ghost 201 <laughs> yeah. right now, uh, specifically in the 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 Bishop room, uh, the the very haunted room. Batteries get drained super fast. They electrical it. equipment goes crazy. There was one, uh, investigating group that had walked into the attic and had all of their equipment shut down. <gasps> and they- Like at once? Yeah. That's creepy. Broke into hysterics, apparently. Like, started freaking out. No, I would too. Um, and so. <laughs> you walk in that. to catch a ghost and then the first thing that happens is- No! <laughs> no one wants that to happen. Yeah, by the time you get to the attic, you're Everyone already, like, Everyone thinks they, they want it to happen. Um, locals won't walk near this building especially at night you're told to cross the street and walk (gasps) on the other side of the road people have seen like people looking at them from the windows people do keep the building still though, so it could be a person just watching people in the street doesn't make it any better but or it could be the bishops it could be the ghost it could be the hellhound the murdered girl in the (laughs) attic the witch who was burned at the stake the pagan high priestess who possesses people and maybe kills people. There's a list. Um, A bishop once tried to exercise the building. Oh. And he failed. Okay. Uh, and called it the most evil place I have ever had the misfortune of visiting. Um, Like, was, it's pretty, it's got a reputation in the area and outside of the area. Oh, no, yeah. Um, The inn is now owned by John's daughter. Okay, cute. And you can, it's open for tours and you can, supposedly call and get like private ghost investigations this might be for like sh- tv shows yeah. though uh but like maybe Sam and Colby could call them up <laughs> Sam Colby <laughs> make it happen <laughs> go um t- there was a lot of just like repeated stories that are kind of like staple ghost stories yeah like people in the kitchen hear pots moving
1: Ugh. um
0: stuff like that there what i'm trying to remember some of the other ones um there were stories. Uh, there was also discrepancies in some stories, and this could okay. just be because it's a pretty talked about yeah. thing. Yeah, it's so, old. Like yeah, it's old, and then also a the kind big of game just, of telephone. Yeah, it's so some stuff was a little different. Like some sources say that uh, the room that I was talking about that the baby cries in mm-hmm. is actually where the the bones were found. Oh, okay. Some sources say it was just children's bones. Some sources say it was children and women's bones okay. used in the sacrificing, allegedly. It might have been two different ones. Um, there could have been two different areas found. Yeah. Um, the the room, the it's called the men's kitchen for some reason. Again, couldn't find sexist. I, I it might have been a kitchen at some point, but it was. It's just like a sitting room now. Okay. It has a fireplace and there is allegedly a secret tunnel from this fireplace into the local church. That's cool. So some people think there was some sort of like bad dealings with the like the church was involved in the sacrifices and that they were smuggling people through the... uh, fireplace that's in the so tunnel sick uh john's real john said he would not investigate this claim because he did not want to open any more bad energy into the building because he had been in- haunted his entire life he was like i can't deal with that i'm like 80 <laughs> like can't do that now his daughter must <laughs> open the fireplace um that room is also where um uh, there's a grave the grave where the bones were found maybe if they weren't on the stairs this is the room where they were found so some people believe the rituals happened here and the people were either brought from the church into here or stuff was moved away and that these bones just couldn't get taken to the church in time or that the church was hiding stuff in this room whoa so maybe the demonic rituals didn't happen here but happened in the church and then the evidence was dumped here um, Could you imagine a demonic ritual just, like, casually in your sitting room? Yeah. That's. There is now. It's very done up to, like, play into the spookiness yeah. of it. So they have a Ouija board in this room on the coffee table. Ready for you to use and talk to these demons. No thanks. <laughs> Thank you, but no. That's a good way to get possessed. Yeah, no. No, you can keep I'm not Zozo, here for like, it. Like. Um. I'm not. No, I'm trying to die. A lot of uh, shows have come here. Okay, Ghost Adventures. Uh, the ghost. Oh, what it, the the first Ghost Investigators. Uh, ghost. The group. What the first group of like Ghost Investigators who try to tackle it very scientifically. They're an old group. I don't know why can't I remember what they're called. The only thing that my brain's saying is Ghost Hunter, and then it yeah. Ghost Hunters Ghost Adventures have all been here. British tv shows have come here a lot and also like ghost hunters is ghost adventures i mean is an american ghost hunting yep. company and they have come here like it's it's got a reputation and it likes to boast this reputation on the side of the building like mm-hmm. there's lots of signs like come see where ghost adventures yeah. blah 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 happen so hey, some get people, your bag so some people believe that uh specifically have had weird happenings with john himself when he was still alive and he seemed kind of like some people described him as a con artist even oh that like he was just making it up like a gravity falls stand Stand, kind of just played it all up and made up the stories um and this is kind of easier because the records weren't kept that great in the olden days so we can't really tell what deaths happened here and what really went down um so a lot of people say he's just making it up but everybody says that about everywhere uh, yeah and uh mm. some people say he would he seemed very forgetful and kind of like oh maybe <laughs> just crazy mm. ill yeah. yeah um some people are like he's old and lived here for a while too though like you can't you, you can explain it all away if you try hard enough yeah so it it's some people try to like poke him poke holes in him that doesn't seem very fair yeah and it's also he i was reading one uh journalist who had gone and gotten a tour with some local teenagers okay. like they didn't have it organized they just kind of showed up and john answered the door and was like yeah sure and he didn't make him pay or anything they just donated and now donations are kind of like Encouraged, encouraged but it's like you don't have to yeah and john uh the the journalist winds up giving him 20 bucks and he was ecstatic like oh Aww. my gosh this is so helpful i put a lot of work into keeping this building that's so cute the journalists also like to note that john is very much a hoarder of the like he's into it you know yeah. he likes it so he put these ouija boards in. He he has very religious paintings on the wall and mm-hmm. crosses on the wall to like try to stave off these bad spirits but there's also very, like, we- there's dolls. In the witch's room, there's toys that were left for her. Mm-hmm. The walls are covered. All this, like, seating is covered. He's, like, almost like a hoarder of this kind of stuff that yeah. holds this energy in this, like, vibe. So, John was super into it. He loved the work he did. Yeah, and, um... So the journalist was taught like nothing specific. John even let him stay after the teenagers left and walk around the building alone
1: oh. because the
0: journalist really wanted something to happen. To like, was a healthy skeptic. Was yeah, like I, I, I don't see it yet, but like I'm here to try to see something. Yeah, uh, and nothing really big happened. But he, he just he pointed out that a lot of the spookiness is just it's an old building. Yeah, that creaks when you walk. There's the ambiance yeah the ambiance of it and the history of it it was enough for him to be like this is so cool and he's he he at the bare minimum it's uncomfortable he stayed after his tour and after his uh little exploration by his himself um to talk with john and john like had tea with him like was super excited to talk about some of the not ghostly things in the building talked a lot about like the renovation work he did to he put into keeping That's this so building alive cute. Um, and said that like getting to know him made him seem so much less like these people were trying to just throw him under the bus and say he's just a con artist. Yeah, but he's he- just like big into ghosts and wants, wants your money. But like John was like, no, he's just—he's super into the history. Yeah. He just also has this—he believes in ghosts, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Um, but people are gonna try to explain it all the way, and he th- was saying through any way they can. The kindest man has—he put his life into keeping this building around, which is insane because this building is old, old, old. old. Yeah, um, and, definitely should have fallen apart by now. Uh, so he was—he kind of was defending john and i really enjoyed that in the article was like no i got to meet this man and he's just a good dude he's old he's into what he's into you know but he's a good person yeah just like make stop calling him a con (laughs) artist yeah he's obviously not rich from this you know yeah but he's he's putting all of his money into keeping this building around He's not rolling in dough. Yeah. He simply believes in ghosts. Yeah. And you guys are all assholes. So I I enjoyed that he didn't kind of just keep up saying like, oh, nothing really happened. So it all has to be fake. It's real to the people who have seen something. And even if it was just like circumstance to them, to anyone else, it's something to other people and there's nothing wrong with that. And I enjoyed that take very much, so. Sprinkle that because in. it's the correct take. There was also a shed on the premises, a barn okay. kind of like style building. Um, once we said it, good ever <laughs> happens in barns. Yeah, there was. <laughs> uh, I don't agree with me. There uh has been investigations here too. It's a little bit more like some of the junk from the inside has now been put into the barn, so it's a little bit harder to access. Apparently, um, like it used to have a sitting area in it. But now, not so much. all okay. the seats are like full of stuff to like try to get it out of the building because John had a lot of stuff. No, oh, yeah. um, his motorbikes like this shit, though, which is cool. You can see John's motorbike. Um, man's likes this shit. Now, there has been uh, a couple of cool stories from the shed itself. One, it was a father and son ghost investigating group. okay,, uh, and they ran out of the barn shed thing because a ghost rose from the floor. <gasps> Um, some people said maybe that's, like, the pagan burial ground underneath. No, yeah. it's rising up. Uh, that's ominous. They didn't have a description of what he was wearing. They just said, we knew it was a person. Ooh. Like, we could see a person rising from the floor. And we were out. There's also been a couple of different claims. Uh, like, these are very recent of, like, mm-hmm. investigators going. Of of seeing, while inside, a shadow figure Or, like, a shadow man kind of thing. Just a very... It looks like a moving shadow walking around. I hate those. That's not an apparition. Like, that's something worse. people even say, like, it could be John, like, with all his stuff in there now. Um, That's a cute thought. Yeah, so maybe not scary, but... (laughs) It's pretty scary to see a shadow man people have seen him like peering out the door i of hate the that nope, shed. nope nope nope. one person saw him running in another group saw a shadow figure running through as they were standing in one part of the shed it ran past them and out of the door of the shed oh nope. they looked out and couldn't see anyone and it's right, right on a main road it's not like he ran into the woods or could have run like, into the woods no he was in an opening like there's nowhere he could have gone kind of thing, if it was a person. So it, there's but it a par- not <laughs> <laughs> There's apparently a shadow demon figure thing living in the barn. He didn't have a like he's kind of newer with the ghost investigations happening there. And there was also a source saying that during the time this shed was owned by a, a different property. Okay. Like, uh one of the other buildings in the area. Like it wasn't owned by the inn. Okay. So it could be tied to something else. Yeah. But it's also on the same pig and burial ground. <laughs> Um, and it's also in the area where the streams would have been, but have since been redirected. Yeah, in ye olden days, in ye olden <laughs> days. So it could be the same kind of bad energy causing the shed to have something happen, or there could have been something bad that happened in the shed. <laughs> we don't know. Um, Nothing good ever happens in a shed. There, there's supposedly twenty different spirits in here. I couldn't, Jesus. I couldn't find like stories of all. Apparently, John. Had a lot more, and I I dug through articles trying yeah. to find other stuff and direct quotes from John because he he was, was a new yeah he had was he was a on. super interesting character he was very eccentric by a lot of accounts Aww. very uh like happy to talk about it he was also <laughs> a lot of people noted that he was surprisingly short. um so he was just Uh, i gotta say i am picturing him tall (laughs) he was a short old man just super excited to talk about the history of his building that just makes it so cute now he's not a threat yeah no he was just (laughs) if i'm taller than you you're not a threat a lot of uh the the journalist i was talking about that ate with him said his eyes were always moving and like he was always just super always taking in his surroundings and very much enjoyed this like collection of items he had built in this building. He sounds so charming. He sounds like a uncle Grunkle Stan. Yeah. <laughs> he just liked his things. Yeah he liked like telling about his things hopefully wasn't a cotton artist seemed like a nice dude by this one journalist account and you know what i'm gonna choose meeting. to believe that because i'm biased you know he he the guy was just like can i explore a little bit and he was like yeah go for it and he was like you know i have some questions for you and He And was like yeah sit down let's have some tea i'd love to talk let's chit chat yeah but seemed like this super friendly dude you Not... want to talk about my <laughs> biblical paintings let's yeah. do it <laughs> there's no big... one ever asks me about <laughs> my painting is <laughs> you asked me about my theories yeah <laughs> no one ever asks me about my no the journalist made made a a big deal it was like he loved to talk about like the renovations he worked on like not even tied to anything spooky like just the work he put into keeping the building up and said like he seemed ecstatic about it and it's probably because no one asked no yeah everybody's here for the ghost the ghosts um so Make that carries it, it seemed like a huge relief to finally get to talk about what he's done in his life and not the history of what everyone else did in their lives right and as interesting cool. as it is like you want some recognition yeah he put a lot of he, he had the building for 50 years yeah. and kept it standing and it's old 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 <laughs> here's what i propose when we are old and like ready to retire <laughs> buy a creepy building i was gonna say we buy like a property in like scotland somewhere like old old like a like how we talked about last episode like a fucking castle yeah and renovate it and give ghost tours (laughs) and like that's our retirement that'd be so fun that's what the people in the shanley not stanley shanley hotel were doing like they were all older retired super interested in ghosts and started keeping the building I, I feel like that'd be so such cool. a good way to live. To retire, yeah. you get To, to keep like the building. Give ghost tours. Because certain places will also pay you to, if to it's be a groundskeeper yeah. for historical buildings, yeah. And then you supplement that income with ghost, ghost tours. <laughs> but yeah, that is the Rams Inn. Nice. I've never heard of that. I hadn't. I've heard the name a lot, but never looked into it. And it had a lot more going on than I previously thought all the like world's most haunted articles really did it dirty because they're like yeah there's some haunted things here pretty spooky but you get into it and it's like we found child child bones bones. under the stairs with broken daggers for demonic rituals there may or may not be a secret tunnel through the fireplace (laughs) someone may have been murdered in the fireplace boo <laughs> see i never looked at the the world's most haunted places i was always like most haunted places in america because i wanted to go to those and yeah. i was like i can't afford a plate ticket <laughs> Plane tickets are expensive very it's also a very remote little town uh some yeah. some sources like to talk about the town itself because it is still very old there's no street lights oh it's very like not street lights stop lights oh so like you just drive. That's better. Like olden days. <laughs> no, I was. I'm more okay <laughs> hope with you don't that. Crash. Um, um, no street lights would have been a different thing. It's pretty like away from any busy modern city. Too the the journalist had to take two different buses. Um, take love just buses to get there. I love public transport, um, and it was pretty pretty long rides both times. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's in a like very remote off the beaten path area yeah but kind of pulls people in with the ghostness the church is also huge mm-hmm. and still standing stained glass windows one of the biggest organs in the country I fucking like love that <laughs> old churches really do butter my biscuit That's i crazy no i the architecture is beautiful the history is insane it's just cool and a church across from a haunted inn that may have a secret tunnel in between for demonic rituals wow yeah. <laughs> what a tagline wow that was good i've never heard of that place you. i was excited to talk about it but i was worried you had heard about it so. opposite uncultured that's okay i'm not cultured i'm now i now know also that stuff on world's most haunted list Is fair game because (laughs) I don't look at them, so. (laughs) It makes me jealous. (laughs) It awakens a deeply envious part of I want to go there. See, but I can't afford a plane ticket. It's like the forest in Japan. Yeah. That's the only place I know that's on, like, the world's most haunted list. Mm Mm-hmm. That and the catacombs in Paris. Alcatraz. Yeah. Alcatraz. Pretty, That's it. Pretty spooky. I'm not informed otherwise. Good to know. <laughs> I was noted. also worried because it's a, a, a ghost ghost adventures episode. Yeah. I did not get to watch the episode. Um, I also couldn't find any like big descriptions of anything crazy happening in this episode. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like a super popular episode or whatnot, but they have been here and investigated. I'll watch it. I like ghost adventures. I will also be watching it. But it's I comical. just could not watch it before I discussed I read through a billion articles though, and every article brought up like different ghosts. New ghosts. And they, yeah. they all had like similar stories, but like there was it would be mismatched which ghosts they talk about. I hate that. And so I was just It's digging... like a patchwork quilt of ghosts. Yeah, I was trying to find twenty different ghosts because a lot of sources said there's at least twenty different spirits residing in the inn. And I was like, okay, let's figure out all 20. And I did not hit that mark, but I, I, I got a lot of them. What mark did you hit? Do you know? I don't know. <laughs> I kind of stopped counting. <gasps> Sorry, I'm but yawning. We had the, we had the witch, the, the two bishops, Okay. the shepherd and his dog, the innkeeper's Does daughter. the dog count as a new one? I don't know. Yeah, we'll count him as his okay. own. Okay, the dog and maybe a cat. Okay. Uh, The one on the stairs. Okay. The innkeeper's uh, daughter. Oh, you already counted I the I said her. Daughter. Um the baby the baby um the incubus and succubus okay that's 11 okay you're close Um, worm worm so do a part two with the other nine (laughs) yeah i'll find the other nine (laughs) supplement them into other episodes be like by the way if (laughs) you're collecting these ghosts like girl scout pins here's another one there was also, some sources said there were more than two bishops. Some sources said there were bishops and monks. Oh. So the 20 could be like a mixed match of, of some of these yeah. different stories. Um, there might be two dogs. Some, some, the highwayman, the centurion, the cavalier are also some we didn't count just so now. Fifteen, fourteen. 15, 14? Yeah. So. You're close. Pretty close. A lot of them, like some of them had one-off stories though. Like the centurion popped up and tormented some plumbers for some reason and then just left. Which is so sick. <laughs> I would have died if I saw a ghost running at me. On full a speed, horse. But I would have made it for a hell of a story. Yeah. Guys, I was changing some dude's pipes. And I kn- I was almost killed by yeah. a guy dressed as a Roman centurion on a horse. Coming straight at me. Straight at me. <laughs> full speed. Damn i don't even know how to come back from that. like it's a lot i don't it was know. also i enjoyed that it was a lot but not crazy gory to get to a lot yeah. like it was a lot of just old ink, Eng- like witches and and crazy church one people. of these days we're gonna have to cover salem yeah i don't know how we would do that though that might be like something big we do on a, yeah. its own episode or a youtube episode right other content just like how we've talked about big name serial killers, there's also like big name places. You know, like I was that. thinking about that the other day because I was scrolling through, um, because I keep up with other podcasts, mm-hmm. like, and mm-hmm. that's why we drink and morbid and, um, crime junkie and my favorite murder and all that stuff. And I was looking through some of their like topic lists, and first of all, like we've covered things that none of those have covered, like in their hundreds of episodes, which is cool, which is insane. And then on top of that, like, none of them had covered the boy in the box at huh. all. None of them had covered the Ant Hill cult. Like, I was just comparing. Mm-hmm. And then I think one of them had covered the chessboard killer. My, my mom make, makes a joke all the time talking about it. She's like, you run out of things to talk about. And I, every time I'm like, no, there's no. a surprising amount of crazy people and crazy things that have happened on this planet. We have a, entire histories at our disposal, and which completely is different crazy. Country. So, but like some of those, ep- some of those podcasts have been going for two hundred episodes. That's what I'm saying. There's two stories so each. much out there, and we have not. We've covered things that they haven't, and on top of that, and they'll cover stuff that we won't cover. That, probably, you know, like it. It goes all over the place, and that's why we drink specifically. I think it's like episode ten. They covered John Wayne Gacy, and it was like, okay, we have not covered a single one of the like big of name. the big names. Yeah, I think that's also because we sprinkle in a lot of like how we talk about. No, We're yeah. not doing just murders and ghosts every time. We bring in conspiracy theories and SCPs yeah. and what what we affect. It's like call in others. Yeah, but no. it, it literally is like our podcast isn't just a true crime podcast and just a ghost podcast. We, which means we have even more stories in our arsenal. I think we need to start marketing, <laughs> like make trailers on TikTok. Like, I would love to. You're into this, but also this. Hello, do you like? video games speaking of tiktok please go like our tiktoks we were this weekend talking about some stuff we're having a long break soon for school yeah so can maybe make some different kind of content we need to (laughs) um which i'm super excited for go sheets could come back that because even if we both because i know you can't see the drafts that i save but if we both have different drafts yeah like alternate days because like I just don't have the time. That's a th- that's the big thing, is we, we keep t- hinting at, like, we have other stuff on the back burner. It's just taking a lot longer than yeah. it should, because we're both full-time students and also work. Yeah. And also don't live near each other. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a a, a struggle bus sometimes. To, but it's fine. We get meet... the episode out every week. Yeah, some weeks. Most <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. But, and I think that's fair, to say we have lives, and yeah we also are it's not like we live down the street it is a little bit harder to get here yeah. so sometimes life does get in the way but, but we've done pretty a pretty good, good planning, job yeah. and a lot of the times where we miss it was because of a hurricane we can't predict that literally one weekend i couldn't come because i cut my finger open right can't predict that
1: i just want like, to play
0: legos It's like scheduling errors and stuff. yeah it's nothing like well for the most part what we've done it's been pretty good we like cover our bases like yeah. right now we're getting ahead for exam weeks yeah so it's just when natural disasters, <laughs> you know, a minor disaster, harm, <laughs> slight disaster, um, but we're doing pretty good. Uh, just TikTok now. Follow us on everything. I really, yeah, I think TikTok is the key to content creation yeah. nowadays. I was talking about uh, with my sister, Ashley, doing art and stuff, and she she posts mostly on Instagram. And I was talking about like, just put, your your on, a, put your art your your on TikTok. I can't tell you how many people I followed when they had like 10 followers and the next week had thousands because it just hits the tiktok algorithm the right way and art does like pretty well on tiktok yeah it may not always go viral but it keeps a steady pace right and that's always impressive and there's always people who like different art styles it's not like one art style is going to do well on tiktok there's so many people on tiktok just start getting your stuff out there and something is it's like you know the saying throw stuff to the wall and see what sticks we got to start throwing more (laughs) stuff at our wall (laughs) we've only thrown the we had a couple of like different kind of content in the beginning, like the trailer yeah, for the which podcast. I still love, yes. And the um the behind the scenes for the photo shoot. Yeah, um, we just gotta do more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So follow us for more. That we also for more Instagram stuff too. We haven't posted on like an actual Instagram post in a while. No. We do stories. We should post more. Um, so we gotta we get more arsenal more in our arsenal yeah for what we can post on there i was looking up like automatic posting too like different programs for that because like i'm because you know like my schedule is insane and mm-hmm. like editing the podcast and then also editing the tiktoks and then also posting them is like a lot yeah so i was looking into programs that can automatically post for us but like the problem with that is we need to have the content yeah <laughs> like ahead of time but maybe we can do another ghost photo shoot sometime soon mm-hmm yeah. the christmas tree farms are up We could go to one of those. Oh, baby, don't even, don't tempt me. I would love that. Or anywhere with, like, the lights. Yeah. Do Christmas hats. That'd be so cute. (laughs) We could go to Christmas in the Oaks. As Uh ghosts. (laughs) Maybe get kicked out. I think it'd be fine. Yeah. I think it'd be fine. I think we could do it. Probably. Goodbye thank you for listening thank y'all join the discord i know half of y'all didn't listen to this all the way through i know we haven't chit-chatting a little while after the story but if no, you're yeah. still here tell us on discord that bam it's work always Noki. Noki <laughs> will be telling us <laughs> i love that i love that person love that human for being so consistent know, we have so like i love talking in the discord now for a while we, we like lost at the beginning, we were like, come and join the Discord and kind of couldn't get our footing with it yeah. and like forget to check in sometimes. Um, but it's been for like we have said the past few episodes for weeks now at this point, we've had daily conversations yeah. in there and uh, make a bunch of jokes, <laughs> that. stuff like that. Other content. I'd like one episode I said, if you're interested in the like the, the the solar flare thing. Yeah. And we got to talk about that for a little while instead of taking up time on here yeah <laughs> like a side spin-off that didn't really because we're terrible we yeah well, we do a lot of side stories so some of that has now been moved to discord it's the point of the podcast stuff. <laughs> yeah i think podcasts are so you get to know the people and the interest because we're fun woohoo but yeah follow us on everything and yeah yeah i think i think you would get the updates faster on anywhere else but here because this stuff is pre-recorded that this doesn't go out for four three or four weeks that um so all the stuff we're telling you right now has art like is in the past at that point but on instagram we can post the day it happens yeah like if we we want to start doing twitch stuff and playing games fix your build your computer i know emily we are waiting on your computer it's a money the day you build your computer we can stream that day i know i gotta get a, a monitor too just waiting. Get one. I know, but I like to have a monitor sitting in the corner of my room while I'm waiting for this one part to be cheaper. How long have Anyway, waiting for we, this one part? We got a year. We got to <laughs> go. We got to go. We got to go. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Woohoo. Woohoo. Yoohoo. Big summer blowout.